0: Uh, It's this time of year when we talk about uh, what we have learned uh, in 2021, Um, and there's something that happens at uh, the end of a year, the beginning of a new year, where we look back at what we have done, maybe what we've accomplished, what's happened, and we look forward uh, to what we hope will happen and we look forward and hope uh maybe for what will change um uh, but we can look forward to hope that uh good things will happen we can hope that and, and pray that uh things will go well for us uh but god wants us to look back and learn uh i guess especially these last couple of years Uh, learn from what has happened, learn from what we have gone through, learn from uh, the things that have gone on uh, maybe to help us to be able to be prepared for the future. Uh, I think it's important to see that God frequently asked his people uh, to think about their past and to consider their ways as the Bible teaches us. Take, for example, before God allowed the children of Israel to enter the promised land. Remember, Moses delivered a uh, a number of sermons in, in the book of Deut- uh, Deuteronomy that uh, actually addressed this very issue. Uh, he told them to, to look back at their time in the wilderness, to look back at the things that they've done, look back at All that it took place because their time in the wilderness wasn't wasn't just for punishment it was a time for them to uh, um, look at their lives look at their dependence upon God um, look at a God who who can lead them and look at the things that they can learn Uh, there's a lot of things that God wanted them to learn while they were in the wilderness to help them to enter into the promised land. Um, God warned his people about living a life with, uh, without paying attention to what they were doing. He, he didn't want them to just waste their time in the wilderness. Uh, he wanted them to learn from the things in which they had faced. Uh, again, as, as they were moving into the future, they were moving into the promised land, He wanted them to think about and consider all the things that have took place. Take for example in Haggai. Uh, Remember what God said to them through through this prophet. If if you look in Haggai chapter 1 starting at verse 5 he says, Now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways. You have sown much harvested little. You eat but you never have enough. You drink but you never have your fill. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. He who has earned wages does so to put them into a bag with holes, he says. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins while each of you busies himself with his own house. So notice what he's saying here. Notice that God is telling Israel, he, he's telling them to wake up and look around at, at what's happened, uh, what's been happening to them. Nothing was coming from any of their efforts. All they did was spend time on themselves. He said all of that was coming to nothing. Because they weren't even thinking about God. They they were busying themselves with their own possessions, their own living, and and their own lives. So they weren't looking back and seeing the things that they learned. They they didn't learn and, and see that they needed to depend on God, that God had to be first in their life. So now they're going about their business, they're doing all of these things, And all they're doing is thinking about themselves. And God said, all that's going to come to nothing. Because you're not putting your priorities right. You're not using your past experiences, the things that you went through. They could look back and see all the things that God had done for them. And they could have been appreciative of that. They could glorified God. They could put God first in their lives because of all the ways that he had took care of. But they didn't do that all they thought about was their self so when it comes to the future when it comes to us thinking about this new year we need to ask ourselves where our priority is when we look into the future are we looking back in the past are we seeing our experiences are we seeing all the adversities all the joy all the things everything that we've gone through do we use those experiences to help us to have a, a, a real picture of the future because I think that's the key to it is having a real future look in Ecclesiastes uh, a, a a real picture of the future I mean I uh, was looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 7 beginning at verse 13 it says consider the works of God who can make straight what he has made crooked in the day of prosperity notice what he says be joyful in the day of adversity consider God has made the one as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him." So when he's, when he's talking about here, especially time to diversity, we're told by God to stop and consider. Now what are we to consider? We're to consider our ways and to think about what we've learned. Um, notice that God tells us that adversity and prosperity are to teach us that we do not know what the future holds. And, and I think that's hard for some of us to come to a, a realization of, well, we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. We, we don't know what's in store for us tomorrow. So we can look at our, our past experiences and we can look at what's took place to help us face the future because our past should tell us that we don't know what the future holds. Uh, take for example, when we rolled into 2020, when, when we entered into the year 2020, I think all of us thought that 2020 was gonna be just like 2019. Uh, and we found out in a hurry <laughs> that it wasn't. Everything was going to change. Um it, it it was going to get different. God reminded us that we have no idea what the future holds. And I think he reminded us that in a pretty big way. Um but we still think about that. We still went from 2019 into 2020 with a view of uh I'm going to do this at work, I make these vacation plans, I make these plans to do this, these plans to do that, and everything just stopped. Uh, None of our plans happened the way that we thought they were going to happen. As a matter of fact, when you went into 2021, it wasn't a whole lot better. Uh, What's 2022 going to be like? Uh, It's not starting off too much better. Uh, things have gotten a little bit better but uh, things are still not the same. So as we look at these last couple of years and we look at the experiences that we went through, so we have to look back to see those things to help us to realize we don't know what the future holds. So as we go into 2022, we should go in 2022 with a whole different perspective looking at things totally different than we did as we went into 2020 because of what's happened these last couple of years i think that should teach us that uh uh, things are different look at how god taught uh, taught us to look at the future uh look with me in james uh in james uh, chapter 4 beginning at verse 13. He says, Come now, ye who say, 'To-day or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. Now, I think it's interesting how he words this. He says, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. So he is actually saying it is arrogant to say I'm going to do this or that tomorrow and say that with such a surety that we believe it's absolutely going to happen that way. He says you're you're arrogant to think that, because we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. We don't know what's going to happen. Again, I think especially 2020 showed us that. We we had all of these plans, and 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 when we made those plans, we made them on the assumption, and actually on uh, being arrogant about knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that's what we're going to do but we didn't, did we? So that's what James is saying here. He's, he's saying we should say, if the Lord wills, we'll do this or that. Now, is there anything wrong with making plans? There, there, there's nothing wrong with making plans. I think that's being a good steward to plan ahead, but we need to plan with the knowledge and the reality of knowing these are the plans if the Lord wills it to be. If he doesn't, it's not going to happen. And we need to to think of it on on those kind of terms. So I think these last couple of years showed us that we have no control over tomorrow and how tomorrow is going to go. We we have no uh, we, we shouldn't assume first that tomorrow is even going to be there, but also we we have no control and no power over what exactly is going to happen. Uh. Tomorrow it, it taught us a lot about power. It taught us a lot about control, it taught us a lot about assumptions. I, I think these last couple years, we need to really look at it as a Christian and put it in perspective to know God is in control. So as we face this new year, we need to face it not with selfishness of as, as we talked about. We need to consider our ways and realize, I, I don't want to do these things that's going to amount to nothing. Especially if I leave my dependence upon God out of the equation. So as we look into the future, as we're facing this new year, um, maybe instead of making resolutions and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to this. Our first priority needs to be putting God first and realizing that I have no control over tomorrow. I need to make sure I'm living my life in such a way that I know God is one that's in control so as we face these things as we go through these things we should uh, as the Bible says we should say if the Lord wills uh, these are the things in which uh, I'm going to do but going through a a hard couple years like we have uh, I, I think that's supposed to cause us to to look at our faith. Uh, look at our own faith and, and and think about how has our faith sustained through that. Uh, notice what the Apostle Peter says. Uh, if we look in 1st Peter, 1st uh, Peter uh, chapter 1. Look in 1st Peter chapter 1 if you have your Bibles. Uh, Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So Peter says that our faith is, is thrown into the fire and is thrown into the fire to see what will be the result. Our faith is tested to purify it so that all that is false can be burned off so that our faith can be pure it can be genuine uh, that it can remain so we would miss something very important if we do not take this time to, to look at our faith through these trials that we faced the last couple of years and consider how our faith did uh, now this is something that we have to be honest with ourselves we have to to really look at ourselves through these last uh, uh, years of adversity and as we face this new year are we are we facing it with a genuine faith What has these last couple years revealed about our faith um, and I think there's a number of areas that uh, we can look at uh, as we consider how our faith performed in 2020 as we consider how our faith performed in 2021 and as we can think about and consider how it's going to perform in this new year in 2022. Uh, I want us to think about how our faith will do in the future and, and what we've learned from these last couple of years. I think these last couple of years, I think myself, uh, I think they can be summed up by years of, of, of fear that, that tested our faith in a number of areas. I think there was a lot of fear and anxiety and and things associated with it. Uh, Take, for example, I think our faith was tested when it comes to necessities. Um, I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime where you go to the store and, you know, a lot of shelves are bare. Uh, You go to the store to buy things that you normally buy that, quite frankly, may not be there um there there were some just minor things that that I guess I've took for granted that uh I've had to uh a few weeks go to a lot of stores to see if they have it and they don't have it things that that I thought you could just go and grab and get um a lot of necessities that we we just take for granted that that we need or want that we could just go to the store and get that's uh, not available and that's not got much better in 2022 um so as we face these things uh, how does our faith hold up um you say well what does these things have to do with our faith well you know matthew chapter 6 verse 25 tells us uh not to worry about the things we eat or drink um because god is going to provide for us um uh, How's our faith done with that? Or what about in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 32 where uh, it says that God knows what we need even before we even ask. Uh, So God knows what we need. God uh, knows the the necessities of life. So as Christians, do we trust in Him uh, when we walk into a grocery store and we see some of the shelves bare? Uh, do, do fear and anxiety take over uh, what do we do to try to plan for that what do we do to try to kind of ease some of that anxiety that's associated with that um, or does that reveal a a weakness in our faith uh, now I'm not saying I just sit at home and all of a sudden bam my refrigerator is going to be full pantry is going to be full there's nothing that I have to do but what I am saying is that there has to be a level of trust uh, in God that God's going to see us through whatever comes our way. He's either going to give us the knowledge to try to uh, plan ahead the best that we can to, to do the things necessary to try to help us uh, uh, with our families without going overboard and, you know, two people fighting an aisle over toilet paper. Uh, I mean, when it comes through, when it comes to really adversity, uh, when you see you know, people do things like that, or you hear, oh, gas prices are going to go up so much, and then you see people filling up their gas and all their uh, uh, gas cans and doing stuff that they normally wouldn't do, but out of panic and fear and, and things, we actually make it harder on ourselves than it actually needs to be. That that's what I'm talking about. When we we as Christians lose our trust in God, our, our, our faith becomes weak in those areas, and we act in such a way that Christians shouldn't act. And and I think these last couple of years have exposed that uh, uh, to a degree. And, and I think we can look back and and learn from that, and and see that fire that we've gone through, and and realize that that. That needed to happen so where it can burn away the things that it needs to burn away from our faith to truly show the genuineness of our faith and these are some of the things I think that we just faced um, our faith is tested when it comes to our health uh, when it comes to our lives uh, we, we've seen things that uh, and going through some adversity that has um, affected maybe our health um, and when we start really thinking about our health and it, and it really hits home with us um, What happens or, or what has a tendency to happen? I think what what's a tendency to happen is that sometimes we get a, a little bit selfish That all we think about is is just ourselves Just like with the necessities of things. We just think about ourselves when it comes to our health uh, we put a high priority on our lives to the extent of we'll do whatever's necessary to to stay alive in a lot of different aspects of our life. But what happens with that is we realize or we don't realize that, you know, we as Christians are supposed to live a life to where whether we're faced with persecution, adversities, whatever it is, that our number one priority is to serve God even up to facing death you know uh, revelations two ten 10 even talks about that it you know when it is not talking about just living on being faithful unto death it's talking about being faithful up to the point of death when you're faced with death with persecution or whatever it is but when we go through adversities sometimes when when things happen it we, we put such a high price on our lives, sometimes we forget that it, it is not just about us. It's, it's about God. Uh, now, do we face persecution like they did? You know, Daniel, uh, Daniel uh, was willing to go into the lion's den uh, to still do what was right. Uh, we have uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bingo was willing to go in the fiery furnace for what was right. You had the apostles dying a, a violent death because they stood up for what's right well what what was their mindset what was their their faith like their faith was like their health and their life wasn't their idol that that's all that they thought about that they put that above anything else they put serving God above anything else Um, And adversity can, can show us a weakness in our faith when it comes to that now is life precious to us? yes it is precious to us is our own life precious will we do what we can to to stay alive and I don't want to be persecuted to the uh, point of death I, I, I don't want to face that but I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring so when I think about these adversities that I go through does that help me to to face those things if they come in the future because uh, I don't know what the future is going to bring and you don't either but I think that's the point. God said, I, I don't have to know what it's going to bring. I just have to trust in him and be ready for whatever comes. Uh, so as we again, as we think about these things and, and keeping with this same thought, I think there was a fear about gathering for worship. Um I, I was reading somewhere where it was, was talking about this, but it you know it was saying, you know, at the beginning, uh the authorities and, and the higher powers were saying that uh, you know, we we can't gather, we can't be around more than, what was it, six or ten people or, or things like that. And even when, when churches were still meeting, there were some individuals saying that churches were irresponsible, that they were actually killing people because they were meeting together. There was just a lot of things that went on with it. And there's a lot of things that had to happen uh, because of the trials in the last couple of years that that really caused us to really think about, worship and fellowship and being together uh, there's a lot of things that, that had to transpire uh, our elders never uh, have canceled uh, Sunday morning worship uh, they've always made that available and then uh, having to count Bible classes and things uh, they make things like this live stream available for individuals so we can still have an opportunity to study Uh, but it has been a very trying time. It's uh, been a very trying time on our eldership. It's been a very trying time on us as Christians, and I think we need to help uh, build up our leaders, build up uh, and support our leaders and help them through these trying times of of having to make these decisions. But as Christians, I think it has revealed something about our faith as we go through this process. Uh, It's made me... Uh, To look at my faith uh, It it showed me some strengths in my faith. It showed me some weaknesses in my faith Uh, It it showed me some strengths because I've had to make an effort in a lot of different areas to uh, To study or or to do things because those those regular routine things that we take for granted uh, the opportunities weren't there anymore so we had to create some different opportunities and some different avenues in which to achieve that. So I think in some areas it can make our faith stronger, but also in some areas, I think it can make our faith weaker. We could, uh realize that we took those things for granted uh, that we were able to do and then, you know, it's real easy to get out of the habit. Uh, it's real easy to, to get out of that routine and, and not do the things that that we should be doing, so it, it may reveal some some weaknesses in our faith, also. But again, all this is a process. We need to use that, to use these adversities, use these challenges that that we have, and we are going through some challenging things. I think we're we're, we're navigating through it very well. Uh, I think uh, uh, our, our, our congregation, and and I know others are are, are still uh, still strong, but but having to go through some challenging things. Um, but as we face these things as we, we, we see this and as we, we grow through this I think that's the point, That that's what Peter was talking about, these these adversities that we've gone through these last few years are like fire and, and it's burning off these things of our faith to truly show the genuineness the realness of what our faith is to where we measure up in that faith uh, and we have to be honest with ourselves, we have to be uh, i come to a reality of how strong really is my faith. Has it been through these things so I can see how strong my faith is when I'm facing the future? Because, again, I don't know what the future is going to bring. Um, one thing that I think, uh, just personally, and uh, that it's revealed in, in my faith of, of weakness is, you know, Romans 13 is is, is challenging right now. Uh, because it talks about obeying uh, those authorities, obeying the, the government those that are in, in leadership that are deciding things and and that can be a difficult thing we see throughout the scriptures that we are to obey all the governing authorities it is only when the governing authorities command us to do something that goes against God's word that we are to disobey them because we are to put God first as the Bible says but there may be Policies there may be things that that I don't agree with I don't read anywhere in Romans 13 that I have to agree with it But I have to respect that office. I have to respect uh, what God has done with those authorities figures and obey it because my primary responsibility is to do that and to live Peacefully. Look, look in First uh, Peter, or, or uh, excuse me, First Timothy. If you look in First Timothy, chapter two, notice starting in verse one. It says, First of all, then I urge that supplication, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way." When is the last time you prayed for the governing authorities? When's the last time that, that we, we've done that? It's easy to complain. Oh, we can sit around and complain about a lot. But what good does that do? I want to live a, a, a peaceful life that, that I can worship God Enjoy my family. My family can live that Christian life. So what is a way that I, do, I can do that? Pray for the governing authorities. Do, do what I can to, to help that situation. God has placed them there for a reason. It may be to bless me. It may be to chastise me. Uh, but they're there for a reason. And I need to respect that. I don't always agree with it. Uh, most of the things I don't agree with it and I'm very opinionated about it but I have to realize what my responsibility is as a Christian you know there's a lot of Christians that lived in bondage throughout Scripture where God told them John had less on this not too long ago where God told them you know buckle down and just settle down and and live that peaceful life in the situation in which you're in uh, and I think that's how we need to be uh, and I think these last couple years may have, have revealed that to where it see, we can actually see the genuineness of, of our faith through that process. So in short, what did the fires of 2020 and the fires of 2021, of these adversities, what did it reveal about our faith and our walk with God? What areas were shown to be strong and what areas were shown to be weak? And I think through these last couple of years, I think we can see both. I think we can see some areas where our faith is strong and we see some areas where our faith is weak. Uh, But that was the purpose of it, wasn't it? That's how we look to the future. That's how we face the future. Will we trust God in any circumstance? Will we trust God with our lives, no matter how our lives go? Will we value Him above all else? That's That's the true key, isn't it? Will you consider where your faith needs support, as we walk with Jesus together? I, I think we all can see. Hey, my, my faith needs some support here. My my faith needs some, some some building up in this area, because we don't know what the future's going to bring. We're in the we're, we just started 2022. What's it going to bring? What's going to happen? Where's it going to lead us? I don't know. But one thing I know, God is true. We can trust in Him, and if we stay faithful to Him, we can have a home with Him. And that's what we're all striving for, isn't it? So as we face this new year, I challenge each of you to look back. Look back on these last couple of years. Take a good, honest look. See where your faith is at. And as Scripture says, make your calling and election sure. So I hope maybe this tonight's lesson may have been beneficial to you. I hope it... Maybe something was said that can, can help you face tomorrow. Even though we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But we know one thing. We know who's in control. And that's God. May God bless you. And you have a good night. Glad that you're here with us.